Hello, I am Tim Hayden, your host on Big Ideas for Small Business. This is a special episode for our podcast series as we have recorded both video and audio. If you're interested in watching our podcast this month about character attitude with our special guest, Ben Bullware, please look for Ben Bullware's post on social media on our podcast. Thank you. Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business. I am your host, Tim Hayden, and I'm really excited today. I'm always excited when we do our podcast, but I'm excited today to have my uh, my newer friend, uh, Ben Bullware, with us. Ben, welcome to our podcast. Glad to be here. Yep. Hey, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So my name is Ben Bullware, currently... 27, uh, just turned 27 a couple months ago. I was born and raised in Anderson, South Carolina. Grew up playing sports, uh, played football at the local high school, then ended up playing football at Clemson from 2013 to 2016. Had the opportunity to play at the next level for a little bit, and then came back home to the upstate and opened up a hit studio called The Junkyard. Uh, we have a, We opened up in 2018 with a location in Anderson, and then we opened up our second location in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, last year in the middle of a global pandemic, which is an <laughs> awesome idea, uh, and then we were opening up a third and fourth location very, very soon, uh, so I'm just a small business owner, trying my best to uh, grow the business and lead people. Yep, no, that's great, man. So, hey, for our listeners, if you're leaning in a little bit, if you'll go back to episode four, which uh, we talked about work-life balance that was on january 9th 2017 so i was sitting out in the parking lot at raymond james stadium uh prior to the national championship game that ben was the defensive captain and uh defensive mvp, MVP. that's yeah. right don't let me forget that forget so it. so uh hey we're really uh it's, it's really a pleasure to have you with us today ben and hey so i have officially become a junkyard workout uh Expert. There I don't know go. about expert. Junkyard junkie. Yeah, but I can I can run pretty fast most of the time, right? So I used to. Hasn't been recently. <laughs> yeah, a little under the weather. A little under the weather. At, uh, four That's or right. five miles per hour. We'll get, we'll get back to that. <laughs> but uh, we are. Plus. Hey, but I used to could run pretty fast. How about that, sir? Back in the day. Back in the day. That's right. Hey, so um, I heard Ben uh, speak at um, the AIM event, Anderson Faith Ministries, and he talked about. Uh, hit football and tying football into business. And I said, man, I think that'll be a great uh, topic for our listeners to listen to. So today we're going to jump right in. Um, ben, I don't know what the title of this will be, Character Attitude. I don't know. But anyway, uh, maybe that's we, a good we thing. We can come up with that All right. as we go. Uh, as we go. So, uh, hey, so let's start out with, um, you know, and you had a, um, if you want to just talk about the story that you that you presented, you know about you know it was your senior year and what you were doing and what you were getting to go through. And this was your last hurrah, so yep. you'll take it over from so there. So the the background of this whole podcast and the layout of it was the layout of my speech at an event a couple months ago. And I kind of dug into a piece of paper that I put on top of my defensive playbook my senior year. Uh, it was like August 1st, day one fall camp. And I listed some things that I wanted to see every single day uh, when I opened up my playbook. Uh, just uh, good reminders going into my senior year at Clemson. And in the speech, I kind of just listed them, how they applied to business and how they apply to the business world now. Uh, one of the, the first things that I listed at the very top of the notes was character and attitude, they matter. And 
it mattered in football, obviously, it's a what can you do for me now type business, uh, how productive you are, what you can do in the field. But with my background at Clemson, if you were a turd or not a good person or didn't, didn't pay attention to your character and attitude, it didn't matter how good you were, you weren't going to be on the field. Hmm. Uh, and it's the same with, with business. If You could be a great coach, a great businessman, but if you're not taking care of the stuff kind of behind the scenes and uh, – being a good person, being held accountable, being consistent, uh, it still applies to business, and you won't see experience fruit to your labor yeah. in the football realm and in business. And I feel like that's one of the more important things that's cliche, but it also, your character and attitude matter. Yeah. But hey, but why does it matter, man? <laughs> you want to be a good person. <laughs> uh, it's uh, super simple. And uh, again, I feel like it's like, we preached it so much at Clemson, and uh, Coach Twenty did as well. But uh, honestly, every single person that I fired within our business uh, didn't have that front and center in mm. their life, and mm. they didn't kind of pay attention to it. So, like, if you're not focusing on your character and attitude and trying to challenge yourself and be a better person, you're not going to experience fruit. And then, uh, from a business standpoint, sometimes you get fired. You know, so yeah. it, it matters in business, and you want to keep your role and grow within the business. Uh, that's got to be first and foremost. Yeah, and you know my 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 thoughts about uh, pe- firing people is that you know if you're a manager, if you're managing people, you know people fire themselves. Yep. We we just have to do the hard work. And one of my philosophies is that people have to know where they stand and be given a chance to improve. And if they don't, if they end up firing themselves, they're going to know it long before it happens. Exactly. You know, so it's good stuff. Hey, Ben, so um, I I got a question for you. I got lots of questions for you. So, how does one start to realize the opportunities placed in front of them? And how can you begin to see uh, your own potential? You know, when it talks about character and attitude. Yep. So from a – would you still like – I feel like it's beneficial to apply to football. And Absolutely. I think, I think so it's great. From a football perspective, I wrote this down because my junior year, we had the opportunity to play in the national championship the first time in 2015. And we uh, – got our freaking tail whooped by Alabama. Um, and it was 45 to 40 for the rest yeah, of the year, we, right? The so. defense played like trash, yeah. um, but I don't think the guys on the field realized the opportunity they had and how thin it was. And going into my senior year, I wanted to realize uh, the opportunity. That was my last year. I uh, realized the potential that I had as a player, as a leader, as a team. And we obviously took care of business my senior year. And the same with business, especially with small business. There's a very, very tight window for mm-hmm. you to be successful. And if you aren't doing those things early, tapping into the right people, um, putting in the right hours, and, and working your butt off, very, very quickly, those doors will shut uh, figuratively and actually literally from a business standpoint. So the opportunity for small business uh, to be profitable and, and to grow and turn to, into a big business is very, very thin. And mm-hmm. That's one of the percentages of small businesses that are successful that don't turn out the profitable and, and that are, are grow are because the owners don't realize the opportunity is yeah. Very yeah. small. And you're right. And I think there's two examples in our listeners have heard about Sergeant Metal. You know, we're in our 46-year business, so cool. we've been around a long time. You're in a third-year business. How yep. many small businesses make it three years? I mean, you know. Not, I mean, I've, I've, within probably the first the first one to three years is when a lot of them, you're either closing down or you're growing. Yeah. And uh, luckily, we are doing the right things when we're up in more locations. Yes, yeah. right, that's great, man. Hey, so, you know, so you talked about, you know, 
uh, how does one start to realize the opportunities he placed in front of them? And, you know, you talked about you guys, you know, you didn't win the national championship in 2015. You know, but, hey, so talk about, you know, what is the pain um, of regret? So, you know, as you as you finished up that season and, and, and then how that could even apply to business. Yep, so there's, a, there's two pains that you can experience in life, either the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And I experienced the pain of regret my junior year in football when I wasn't taking care of business, I wasn't watching film, I wasn't putting the right things in my body, and uh, wasn't prepared for the national championship. Mm. And I played like trash. I actually saw a clip like two days ago of where <laughs> I think they were showing a Derrick Henry, Henry highlight, and he scored like a 60-yard touchdown in that game. And I was with Marcus, and I was like, that was my fault. And you mm. can see me like running through the wrong gap. And that is the pain of regret, mm. not being prepared for the moment. And we lost the national championship, and I screwed that opportunity for our seniors. So going into my senior year, I was like, I'd rather experience the pain of discipline and the Monday through Sunday hard work of just uh, being consistent, doing the right things every single day. And then you experience fruit from the pain of discipline, pain of regret. You're just going to experience regret. Yeah. But there's also there's fruit on the other side of the pain of discipline. Um, and I've unfortunately, but also fortunately, have experienced both. Mm-hmm. And thank the Lord if I actually experienced uh, the pain of discipline. And then same applies with business. Uh, again, it's like cliche, but if you're not doing the right things and are disciplined and consistent and taking care of business, not just Monday, but also Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. then you'll experience fruit as a leader. Uh, and uh, financial fruit and business fruit. So that's good. That's just life in general. Now, but hey, so um, you know, going back to the pain and regret, how does one get past this? So, so those seniors on the team, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I remember you make when you when you gave your speech, you talked about hey, that was it for them. Yeah. You know, and and the regret. So how does one get past that? And even for you, how did you get past that? I got past the pain of regret by being real with myself. And accepting the fact that I was not prepared for that game. Mm. Uh, rather than blame it on other people, uh, this guy wasn't prepared, it was his fault. No, I was not taking care of business. I was not prepared. I was not um, doing the things that I needed to do Monday through Sunday leading up to that game. And I had a bad game. And it's not even just like a, an opinion. There was like a fact. Like that one touchdown is – Everyone else, all 10 other guys were doing their job. I was the only guy that didn't do my job, mm. and that's my fault. Mm. And I think a lot of guys will try to point fingers, no, it's him. No, I was, I'm real with myself. It was my fault. Um, seven of those points were on me. Mm. And I think just owning up to it, accepting it, learning from it, and growing from it, and not making those same mistakes yeah. is uh, what makes good leaders and good players in football, but also in business. Yeah. Hey, you're going to make it. That's one of the things I was challenging our staff with earlier today. A long staff meeting. We met for 10 hours last Thursday at all staff, wow. all staff meeting, going through the past year, planning the next year. And one of the things I challenged them this morning with, hey, look, make sure we look through these notes. Uh, we made a lot of changes, corrections, updated roles. Thoroughly look through these notes, so we're not making the same mistakes. Yeah. Well, I I know we'll we'll make mistakes tomorrow, today, tomorrow, the next week, but it, let's make them new ones. Yeah. If we're making the same mistakes every single day, we're not learning and, mm-hmm. and growing and making new ones. And uh, I feel like good leaders and good team members are the ones. Hey, might make a mistake. Own up to it. 
grow from it, learn from it, don't do it again. Yeah. Do it ugly. You know? Yeah, so and, uh, so you know, being in reference to that and you know, we're doing some training right now and, and, and a coach I'm working with made this statement. I think it's I think it's really important. Someone has to hear something seven times. Jesus kills me. In order for it to stick. So whatever you talked about last week, you know, what do you need to do to implement? Because if you're not careful, and I've experienced this and I'm getting a little off topic, but I think it's important, is that, you know, if we say something one time and if we don't repeat in a drift will set in. You get busy and tied up with other things. Chief so, people reminders. Yeah. Do what? We are CPRs. That's right. Chief, Chief people, people reminders. Remind. Yep. CPR. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, so that's good. So, hey, for the listeners, uh, we're CPRs. Chief people reminders. That's really yep. good, Ben. Hey, so um, as we finish up the, the, you know, about regret and discipline, how can someone ensure that the that they experience pain of discipline rather than pain of regret? That's a good question. Ensure they experience the pain of discipline. I feel like you have to experience the pain of regret to know what it feels like, mm. uh, and know how that that sucks. I don't want to feel that way anymore. I don't want to be in a locker room <laughs> with ten other seniors who are crying. It's their last game, and realizing like that's my fault and regretting the things I did leading up to that game. Um, to know going to the next year, I'd rather make sure I'm staying after practice mm-hmm. for 15 minutes or wearing a weight vest, um, knowing those things are going to be uncomfortable like during that time, but there's like a lot of the end tunnel. There's yep. going to be fruit that's going to be experienced because I'm doing these things. That's the whole control the input and on the output. Yep. I can control the controllables every single day and consistent with that. There's no, like it's fruit will be experienced in some capacity. Yeah. Um, so I feel like to ensure that you're experiencing the the pain of discipline, uh, you probably got to go through some regret. At the yeah, you yeah, got to know yeah. what the other side feels yeah. like, so you can know yeah. that uh, what discipline looks yeah, like. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's very true. Hey Ben, so uh, my next question: How do you prepare yourself to make those big time plays in a big time game? Yep. So one of the things that we did really well at Clemson was, or one of the things that Coach Sweeney did really well as a leader. Uh, whether we were playing Troy or South Carolina State or Wofford, the preparation leading up to those games was as uh, consistent and mirrored the same preparation as we were playing Alabama. Hmm. Uh, so we were like, that's why the program's super consistent, and that's why we are who we are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a kind of a trickle down effect from. Coach Sweeney to Coach Venables to us as players, we were super consistent in our preparation. Um, but even then, like while you're doing that, those big ga- those big games, like you're, as a human, you're aware. Like, hey, we're playing Alabama. Yeah, I need to. I'm, I'm gonna do these things that are already just kind of natural with what we've already set in place. But I'm gonna probably watch a little bit more film. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take a little bit more notes just in case. And. I was very well aware of, hey, we're playing Louisville at 8 o'clock. It's uh, number five versus number two or whatever the rankings were. I'm going to freaking dig in deep. Yeah. Uh, so I, I made sure Monday through Friday I am just taking in as much information as possible. Um, so I'm super prepared going into that game because the separation is in the preparation. Yeah. Uh, so when you're really comfortable and prepared, once you get out in the field and the lights are on, it's just this is ball, yeah. you know. And the same with business. I feel like our business is growing because if I have a big time meeting, I meet with the company to get them to partner up with the gym. A lot of people can be 
nervous being in a conference room with 15 of their executives and their HR uh, trying to sell a product. But if you're doing the right things leading up to that meeting, prepared, looking through your notes, knowing your business, knowing the ins and outs, how can you uh, improve their business? What can you do for them? then the meeting usually goes well, yeah. and you can uh, make that sale or yeah. uh, create that partnership. And so, I feel like that's all. We just being prepared. Yeah, Separations in the preparation. Yeah, that's really good. Football yeah. or business yeah. or life. You know, and we've got a potential new client that's uh, going to be here in the morning, and we're meeting them tonight. You know, um, we're, we're getting together for a meal, and you're right. So we're going to present our business. Yeah. And you know what? We're prepared to do that. Yep. We, you know, we've got we've got our playbook, if you will. We know what we do. We do it well. We feel like we do. Yeah. A bad so, leader would go into that unprepared. Uh, didn't look over the meeting notes or the presentation. There's errors in there. Yep. And those are the ones that aren't successful and the small businesses that probably closed down within yep, three that, years. You're exactly right. Looking yeah. on the, the behind the yep. scenes. You know, hey, I know what, during your speech, Ben, you talked about the 1%. So what steps do you take? In this, uh, do you strive to be that 1% and talk to the listener some about the 1% you talked about? Yep. So for football, uh, going into my senior year, I, I put that uh, – like get 1% better every single day. So a couple of the things that I did that were like tangible were we had workouts every single day, whether it be spring, summer, uh, winter, we were in the weight room doing something or on the field running around. And one of the things that I did every single day that didn't take talent, it just took me to be intentional and give an effort, was I wore a weight vest. Mm-hmm. Every single day of my senior year, and it sucked. <laughs> Cause I was already 235, uh, so a heavier guy. And doing, being that weight with throwing on a 30-pound weight vest is just uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, whether you're doing gassers or we're squatting, you can ask any guy on the team. You can look at any photos, videos from that season. I had a weight vest on the entire time because, again, I knew that it was optional or it wasn't even an option. It just I knew it didn't take any talent for me to do that. I just had to make the decision every day to put the weight vest on. Yeah. And no one else was doing it. And I knew this was like a, an input thing. Uh, this was the pain of discipline. So yeah. Like his experienced fruit at the yeah. end of the season. And I did that. And then another thing uh, football related was I stayed for 10 minutes after practice, every single practice, whether I did some extra gassers or some bag work. Uh, you can ask any linebacker on our 2016 team. I tried to get guys. It got to the point where everyone was staying. We would do extra work. It was really cool. And I had guys bought, bought in, but I would wear a weight vest in the preseason workouts. And then also uh, during the season, during practice, uh, me and the rest of our linebackers stayed for 10 minutes hmm. and just did some actual work. And they didn't think talent just takes you being intentional. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know, with, with business, some of the things I, I feel like I. <laughs> I feel like as a leader of the business, you just like have to operate in that manner. Yeah. Like doing things that are uncommon. Um, I feel, literally, I feel, like, I feel like my role A to Z is just like um, uncommon. I don't even know of anything. Yeah. Well, I, I literally, know. my life right now, I, I feel like I'm just having to be uh, out of my comfort zone, whether it be walking into like one of the things we're about to start doing as a business, we're about to start. Uh, finding neighborhoods that are uh, close to each location that are um, I won't get into it we're going to start finding neighborhoods and we're going to start knocking on doors I think it's great 
Because uh, yeah. we'll get, we'll go we'll walk into businesses and you can't get past the front desk. Yeah. And you need to talk to the HR person or uh, the CEO, and you can't get uh, and rightfully so. This front desk is not let you in. Yeah. I'm gonna go to those homes uh, that you would think would come to our gym. I want to yeah. freaking knock on their door. Yeah. And uh, that's not normal. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, aggressive and that's pursuing people and. That's, That's good. good. And I think, you know, Ben, and, you know, with me, I've been going to your gym for a while now, and, you know, seeing the way that you coach. And you and I'm in a lot of classes at 5, 15 a.m. that you oh, yeah. coach. Right early. And even the a new coaches, there's a new coach that was there this morning. And you know what? There's nothing more important than, than someone's name. Yep. And you name Sweetest every – yeah, Absolutely. And Dale Carnegie, you know. And you name everyone's name. That's the 1%. Mm-hmm. You know, how easy it is. And, like, Ben, when you teach a class – when I walk out the door, you greet every person, you know, hey, give us a, you give a, give a fist bump or something, man, good job, whatever. You know, those little things, that's the 1% that I see in, in, in your actions in the gym. So it's really cool. So, you know, and hey, and the new guy that, that uh, coached today, last week he practiced it. His first whole thing, he listed, he knew, he knew my name. He never saw me. Yep. So that was awesome. So again, 1%. That's it. it's the 1%. So, hey, so for our listeners, what's the 1% you need to do to take your business to the next level you know and it may be staying 10 minutes over and getting prepared for tomorrow morning yep you know it may be staying 10 minutes over and getting prepared for that meeting tomorrow but you know what don't put off today what you can uh don't put off tomorrow what you can do today yeah so that's one of the things when i saw i was doing a run last week early in the morning and was running by mccoy wright and every freaking light was off in their office except for john wright's hmm. and it was super cool to for him like a servant leader the perspective like him being the first one to show up last one to leave yeah. and uh i just happened to see it because i was running early in the morning yeah. through downtown yeah. like he didn't put that out there or anything yeah I just, yeah the whole freaking building was dark yeah. and you see john wright's that's yeah that's cool so that's cool, cool man yeah you know hey um next question how important is it to surround yourself with people who are smarter better and more experienced than you are this has been probably one of the best things that I've really tried to pursue over the past year is again being real with myself and just aware hey I'm a 27 year old guy I've only uh, owned this business for three and a half years um, there's a lot of things I feel like I've done well but there's also a lot of things that I have no clue about and am just willing to be a sponge mm. and over the past year I've really tried to be even more of a sponge and pursue people that I know have been there, done that a lot more mature than me uh, or have been married for 20 years, have owned business for 20 years and just pursued people, being a sponge and I feel like it's seen allowed me to experience a lot of fruit as a leader because I've learned a lot of things that I wouldn't have learned if I didn't pursue people uh, and then business as well. I feel like it's, it's always who you know, not what you know. And uh, you got to have help along the way. Yeah. You can't do it by yourself. Yeah. Especially from like a team perspective, um, but also from like a leadership perspective. I wouldn't, I don't know how to be a good leader. Like some people are good, like born with good like communication skills, but I feel like the best leaders are the ones that find people that are even better than them and are just consistently poking and probing yeah. to get information. And, uh, I do my best to surround myself with people that aren't turds. Don't want to stink, baby. Don't want to stink. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, no know? turds in my circle. That's good. That's good. We like it. Hey, um, what does it mean 
to be a thermostat rather than a, th than a thermometer? So a thermostat sets the temperature in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, you, uh, a thermometer, it, it reacts to it. Okay. So if you walk in uh, as a, a person, as someone who's just like a great leader, uh, good energy, you can feel when that person walks in the room, they set the tone. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone that's not that, someone that walks in, blends in, um, they can be in the front of the room and you don't even know they're there. And one of the things that I challenge myself with and our staff is every single day, I don't care how you operate behind the scenes or on your own personal life, but you walk in our doors, you're a thermostat. Mm -hmm. You're going to set the tone. Uh, if you're a coach, you've got to command the attention of the room. Uh, you've got to demand the attention of the room. And uh, I feel like we've done a good job of hiring thermostats only. Yeah. That you walk in the room and you can feel they're there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's Marcus. Yeah. He's, he's, he's yep. a thermostat. Yep. You know, that's – and it's a – that's like a feel you have to experience. I think most people know somebody that's just like a great communicator, great leader, leads by example. And if you're in the room with them, you know that they're like, most eyes are on them. Yeah. You know, hey, so, uh, so if you're a thermostat in the room with other thermostats, what steps can you take to ensure that one's thermostat's temperature doesn't overpower one another's? That is also a good question. From a business, like a tangible business perspective, uh, like if you're in, like we have these big staff meetings, mm -hmm. and this is, I feel like this is super like legit, like, like literal and like tangible, but like knowing the org chart and knowing the power of command, uh, who makes what decision, and if there's like a like one of the things we do a good job of, if there's like a difficult conversation that needs to be had between me and Marcus, we're not going to have it in front of our entire yeah, staff. Yeah, that's, that's good. You know, so like, we'll, hey, we'll talk about this later. We'll go behind the doors and we'll hash it out. Um, but I feel like we've done a good job since day one establishing, establishing the org chart and like who reports to who, who gets approval by who. And um, we don't try to ever really hash anything out in front of everyone yeah and um i feel like you have to do that in the very beginning so you're not like me and marcus aren't having to go back and forth who makes the right decision and no i'm the i'm the majority owner it's my decision we've already established from like day one uh hey marcus is handling all this mm -hmm. bailey's handling all this i'm handling all this so when we get into like a big room that like foundation's already been set. That's good. So there's no yeah. problems there. Yeah, and I'll say that it's good in in regards. To, so that Marcus Bailey yourself is your leadership team. Yes. That, okay. Yeah. So, and I'll say that you know for the you know for our listeners, it's good to have healthy, messy conflict between you three. Yeah. Now the rest of the organization may not need to see it, yeah. but you've got to be when you leave that meeting, and, and there may be some messiness there, but you walk out united. Yeah. No, and whatever decision was made, whether they agreed or disagreed with some or all or none of it, you're going to be united. For and sure. you do, to me, that paints the right picture. Right. You know, so that's really good. All right. Hey, um, um, we talk about um, input and output. So if you see yourself starting to control the output, um, hey, Ben, first of all, before I ask this question, talk a little bit about um, – you know about controlling the input and not the output because I know that's been one of your battle cries. I think that's a good way to put yeah. that for a long time. So talk about that a little bit. So 
uh, flashback my junior year as well. We were playing, I think it was either South Carolina State or Troy. It's like the third or fourth game of the season. Um, I was, or let's a little foundation. I'm a uh, six foot white boy, not too big. <laughs> Uh, not fast at all. From a football perspective, I have to have really good stats if I wanted to play the next level because on paper I don't look too attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into the year, I knew I needed to have, like, I needed to lead the team in tackles, TFLs, sacks, interceptions. I needed to be at the top of every freaking list. So going into my third, I think it was third game, I was not. I was, like, 12th in tackles. Um, I didn't have bad games, but from, like, an output perspective, stats, uh, I wasn't doing my job. So then third game happens, I get hurt, and I miss the whole next half. And then and then they, again, uh, held me out of the fourth game because my ankle still wasn't better. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to be even further back from an output stats perspective. Mm-hmm. And I had breakfast with Riley Cummings. Mm-hmm. This was probably, gosh, that would have been – September, October of 2016. And he was like, you're so focused on the stats, your tackles, if you're leading the team in all these areas, and you're totally forgetting about the things that got you there in the first point. Watching film, putting the right things in your body, uh, wearing your weight vests, uh, staying after practice, um, all the controllable things. They don't take any talent. It just takes you being intentional and giving effort. And it just kind of lit a fire under my butt and re-shifted and focused my mind and I ended up having to still sit out that fourth game. I think it was against, I think it was South Carolina State. I got hurt against Troy, I believe. Could be wrong. We were flipped. And then the next game when I finally started again was the Louisville game. We were, it was, it was uh, Deshaun versus Lamar. Yeah. It was college game day. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, this week – I'm just going to watch as much film as possible, get in bed at the right hour, eat the right things, stay after practice, and we'll see what happens. And end up having 17 tackles, uh, three tackles for loss, a sack, a a recovered fumble, and was National Player of the Week. Mm. And I was like, this freaking works. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing it. And uh, continue to do it for the rest of the year. And obviously, we won the National Championship. So... Ever since that conversation, I've just been big on like input focused, yeah. like things that again, like I can control, uh, that don't take. I don't have to be six four. I don't have to run a four four. Yeah. I don't have to have all this money. No, this just takes me like making a decision whether I'm gonna do it or not. Yeah. And like this past month, we so we go over our P and Ls every single month, and didn't have a, a great month this past month, and. For like a good business owner, hey, that sucks. Uh, here are some areas we need to improve on. And come Monday, all right, back to input. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I continue to harp on us having a bad month or this, that, and the other and not focus on, hey, my Monday through fr- Friday input goals, then I think it's going to keep – output's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. But, hey, learn from it, deal with it, yeah. put it in your back pocket. Input. Yeah. Control mm-hmm. the input, and the output will take care of itself. Yes. That's really good. Yep. Hey, so, um, Ben, as we start to close today, and I, I've actually got a – I'm going to ask you a question at, at the end. That when The first time you and I met, I asked. So, so for the football uh, football junkies that are listening, i got a football question for you. So, what one piece of advice would you give our listeners today as we start to close out our podcast? I would say exactly that. 
I feel like that's one of the things that I have tried to live by really for my entire life was like, because I've had to, being undersized, being slower, um, not that heavily recruited. I had to do a little bit extra and control the things that I had to control and that I can control to get recruited to Clemson, get the opportunity to start my, my a couple of games my sophomore year and then the accolades and have the chance to play the next level. If I was always output focus, hey, getting invited to this camp or making that tackle, none of that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And the same applies to business with me and Marcus. Uh, didn't make, take a paycheck for a while. Mm-hmm. We built our entire first gym with our hands. Uh, we coached from freaking five in the morning till seven at night for months. And uh, first six months of our business, we did classes for free. Mm. And uh, again, that didn't take talent. It just takes us being intentional with how we're operating as a business, being smart. And now the output's taking care of itself. Yeah. So um, I feel like the whole control the input, not the output, I, applies to business, to football, to relationships, to marriage. Yeah. If um, you're not doing the, and I'm very new to the, the marriage world, I ain't married yet, but yeah. I'm engaged. And if I'm not uh, controlling the controllables in my relationship with my fiance, She's gonna probably leave me. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm yeah. not like communicating, yeah. being consistent with her, um, I'm gonna be a terrible fiance. Yeah. And then she's not gonna be with me. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it applies to every single area in life. And uh, I've always tried to be every day just input focused. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't, the, none of the things that I try to do take any talent at all. It just takes me being consistent and being intentional. Yeah. And uh, usually, about 99% of the time, You'll experience fruit from that. No, that's great. You know, well, um, I want to say a couple things about you. And I got a question for you. So, Ben, I've, from the first time I met you, which I think was last December, yeah. uh, and we're in October now, um, you, uh, I've seen so much growth in you as a leader sitting here today as compared to when I first met you. So you are a great leader. Appreciate You're going to do great things. The junkyard is going to be crazy successful, and you and I have been talking a lot about that. So we look forward to see what the Lord has truly got in store for you in the junkyard. So, All right, so hey, I'll close with this. So hey, so for our listeners, who's the, when, you, when you play at Clemson, who's the toughest football player or players that you ever played against? I have said, I've been asked this question multiple times, and my answer always is like, what? Freaking James Conner mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh. Yep. That, so he's a, a running back. He plays with the Cardinals right now. I'm still playing in the league, and uh, we lost to Pittsburgh my senior year off a last-second field goal. Luckily, every other team in the top 10 <laughs> lost, so we didn't get mixed up too much yep. and still have the opportunity to win the national championship. But my guy was, I mean, he's six foot, he's 225, so he's a bigger guy, but not like a freakishly big. Yeah. And it was the hardest running running back I've ever faced my entire life. One of the plays, like the second quarter, we hit, made the tackle. He split my face, ma- face mask in half and cracked my helmet because he wow. had <laughs> I had to go out, of, I had to come out of play to get a new helmet because he freaking cracked it. Wow. And, uh, and that was the year before then. He had cancer and yeah. beat cancer and then comes back his senior year and just whoops our tail runs me all over the field. Yeah. And then so he was the number one and then I mean Lamar Jackson is a freak. Yeah. And uh, luckily I had one of the better games of my career 
against him, but he still is top of the line. Yeah. And then Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Uh, we played at Florida State my senior year. And he's also not a bigger guy, but super, super fast and runs really, really hard. And um, so James Cotter is just elite. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Lamar and Dalvin are also up there. Yeah. Those are three tough guys yeah. that were. And I didn't really have to play against Deshaun because we were in practice. We, we would do team stuff and practice. But even then, like, you can't touch Deshaun. Like, yeah. You can't, you can't put, lay a finger on him. You're getting cussed out. <laughs> so we didn't really compete against each other that much. Uh, obviously an elite player, but from my actual game perspective, those three guys are yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really great. Ben, man, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a, a guest on our podcast. I'm sure that our listeners really enjoyed this day. I know that I did. So Glad to be here. Yeah. Hey, to our listeners, hey, well, turn, tune in next month. Take care and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. There's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them, and we'll be seeing you guys next month.